0: Hello. How are you doing today? Hopefully you are doing well. I always hope that these podcasts find you in a relatively good place, a place of the journey of self-discovery, um, maybe a positive day and you're just looking for a little bit more of a boost, um, some understanding, um, a lot of those things. So welcome back to Flourishing with PTSD. For those of you who don't know me or maybe joining me for the first time, my name is Manda and I am going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, anger, um, just a lot of the overwhelming feelings that come with um, post-trauma um, and how hard that can be to overcome and really just trying to validate you um, or help you understand someone you love who's been through a trauma um, because communicating what you're feeling about a trauma after a trauma. During a trauma, it's really, really difficult, and sometimes you just don't know what's going on in their life, or sometimes your own life. And so, this is just to hopefully um, shed some light on what um, we're all going through as we go through trauma, post-trauma, all of that good stuff. Um, So, just as a quick reminder, I am not a medical professional of any kind. I am just a normal person um, who's been through a couple of really nasty things, um, just like I'm sure we all have, and. Just here to show you that progress is possible, that you know we can still live a really great life. Um, so, yeah, so last week, we talked about um creating a new normal, um how after trauma, there's a lot of things that stick around, like maybe flashbacks, flinching at loud noises, um new anxieties about things. Um, a lot of that is super, super common, especially if you, um, if your acute PTSD turns into, you know, a longer period of time, um, PTSD. Um, and so I hope that that was a really enlightening episode for you guys. I know that like I had, I had had some requests for that. Um, and that's a really hard topic to cover. So I hope that I did it justice. Um, and if I need to do another one, I am totally open to doing that. Um. So today I really wanna talk about something that's actually coming up and I am kinda just going out on the limb here. I didn't do a whole lot of planning for this episode, but um, I wanna talk about something that's coming up this weekend for me and what I'm doing to prepare for it. So every summer for like the past three or four years now, my friends and I take a trip, it's about a, I don't know, two hour drive maybe, a little more, a little less, to a beach, um, a beach cabin that our uncle, um, my uncle owns, and we stay there for a night, um, we just have fun, we play games, we talk, um, just a really fun kind of girls night out, girls weekend kind of thing, and, um, the first time we did it, um, this is kind of where the anxiety comes from about this trip, and it'll all make sense in just a second, the first time we went on this trip, um, I was not 21. And there was alcohol on this trip. I didn't drink because drinking kind of has always made me um, unsettled is a good way to put it. And so there was just a lot that went into that trip. Um, I was paranoid that if like cops came, I would somehow get in trouble for being around alcohol when I was not 21 and it just made me really nervous because I'm a rule follower. Rules make me comfortable. They let me know what I can do and my friends are a little bit better at kind of living on the edge. They're older than me um, and it's just, there's a lot of factors that go into our different comfort levels with alcohol and so anyways, so we get to the cabin and they're unpacking the alcohol and they're about to take the first shot when there's a knock at the door And we're out kind of like out there a ways. So we don't really expect to hear a knock at the door. So we kind of like go to the door all together. And I'm kind of standing in the back like looking over their shoulders. And um, we open up the door and the first thing I see is a sheriff's hat. And so panic instantly grips my stomach. And you guys I'm sure have at least once in your life experienced that moment where you feel everything in your stomach drop. Um, you might feel like yourself go cold from like top to bottom, or, um, maybe you get really hot with like, you feel your cheeks flush. I was feeling a lot of those things and I just kind of like froze there for a second. And it turns out that it wasn't actually a sheriff. It was just the next door neighbor, which like their house was outside this gate and like down the street just a little bit. And, uh, he was like, Oh, I see you're here at, you know, your uncle's cabin, Um, and, uh, he was like, so are you guys just staying here for the night or, and so he was just asking like, like nice neighborly questions just to know who we are and if we really are my uncle's, um, nieces and like our friends with us and, um, just looking out for the property like a good neighbor does, but it really scared me. And so after that, (laughs) I actually went into the bathroom and I cried for hours um which sounds really sad um and like every time I think about it I'm like oh Amanda like everything was okay like what it's it's okay but I don't judge myself for doing it either because I was really really scared really freaked out didn't feel good about about anything about being there um and so I felt also really bad for my friends because they were like you know when one of your friends gets upset or they go off somewhere to kind of deal with it and you're all just sitting there like what do we do? Do we go and comfort them? Do we like tell them it's going to be okay? Do we not tell them it's going to be okay? Do we tell them they're strong? Like, do we tell them it's okay, we're going to have fun? Like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, so I felt bad about that too. Um, I know that they didn't want me to feel bad. They didn't want me to feel uncomfortable or scared because part of that trip was meant to make me feel comfortable with like my limits of alcohol. It was right before I was leaving for my first year of college and you know, you hear all the stories about people who can't manage their alcohol and bad things happen. And so it was all with really good, genuine intentions. And I just wasn't into it by the time that all of that had happened. And so I had a really terrible time. Um, And yeah, it was just bad. So the year after that, when we went back, I was like really nervous. My stomach hurt. Just the anticipation of the trip was really hard. And then I couldn't sleep that night when we were there because I just had all this anxiety about being so isolated um and at night, like I just I don't like the dark at all. I never have, and after the trauma, it just really amplified my fear of the dark and isolation um and so I just I would lay on the pull out bed while they were all still like having fun. It'd be like early in the evening, like nine o'clock. And I would just say, oh, I'm tired. And I'd lay down and they'd try to get me to stay awake with them and have fun because they wanted me to be a part of it. But I was so like, I was in so much distress and so anxious and I just was not feeling good. My stomach hurt and I just was not doing good. Um, Again, no alcohol. I was just so scared, just so out of it that I decided I would fake being asleep so that I could eventually fall asleep and not feel so consciously distressed. Um... And my friends like called me on it. they're like, "Don't fake sleep, like be here with us, like have fun. We don't get to be together that often." And I knew that, but I was just I was not in a good spot, so I just had to take care of myself and do what I needed to do um and I don't regret that decision at all because you know that's just what I had to do um so anyway, so then last year we went, and then this year, so we're leaving this weekend, and I have had extensive anxiety again about this coming up trip and um my friends and I were like starting to make the plans and I hadn't really told them they know that I'm a little uncomfortable about going with the trip they know how I feel about alcohol and they do their best to make me feel like um I have control that they're like keeping me in their thoughts as they make these plans and they do a really good job with that um especially for how young we are um and kind of going through this each year is kind of a new thing. I'm going through new things. They're going through new things. So they do an amazing job of really just trying to validate me and like make me feel like I'm doing okay. But it becomes my fault when I don't tell them exactly how I'm feeling. Um, and there was an incident that happened just like a couple days ago where my cousin really wanted to take me out. I just turned 21 and she wanted to take me out to officially celebrate because I was gone on vacation and I was busy with work and school when I got back. And so um, I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Like, I'm excited. This feels good. And by the time that it came to that night where we were supposed to go out, I was so nervous again because I like the bar scene, the alcohol, it just like really just, it doesn't sit well with me. And I just don't like the idea when you consume alcohol, you're not as much in control of yourself. Other people recognize your vulnerability and so on and so forth. So all these scenarios start really going through my head. And so I tell her, you know what? I'm really tired, which I actually was. So I wasn't lying. I was just like, I'm really tired. I need to go home. Um, and I was just really relieved that she didn't put up. My cousin didn't put up too much of a fight about it. I was just like, I need to go home. I need to sleep. Um, and that's what I did. I was just exhausted and. Um, and so yesterday or the day before um I'm my cousin calls me up and she says hey uh we need to talk and I'm like oh those are never good words we all know those are not good words and she says so our other friend just told me that like you're not like you didn't want to go out on Saturday and I was like well yeah like that's that's right I I didn't really want to and she was like well like why like what's going on like you were the one that like wanted to make these plans and i was like you're right and i feel terrible about it and so then i had to explain to her something that i didn't really know was a thing until i had to put into words to tell her and what i told her was you know i am i just turned 21 and my easy out is gone i can't use the age card anymore to say oh i'm not old enough to go i'm not old enough to drink i like to follow the rules so no that's gone. And part of that might just be, I need to adjust to the fact that it's okay. Like following the rules is still like, I'm okay to go to a bar. I'm okay to drink and all these things. Like part of that, I think I just need to adjust to. But another part of me is saying, I can't tell my friends, the people I love, anyone in their early twenties. Like it's embarrassing to say that I'm 21 and I don't want to drink for me. Like that's how I feel. And, um, it just it's really hard for me to put that into words and so i told her i was like look i with this easy out being gone i was trying to expand my comfort zone i was making these plans and i was genuinely excited to go um but then the day came and i was nervous and i shut down i was not ready i didn't lie i was very exhausted i didn't have the energy to go but that's just how i'm feeling about it and that led to a conversation about the upcoming weekend about, uh, the beach. And she was like her and my other best friend that had kind of been the bridge between us, um, asked, they both asked, um, what can we do on this trip to make it better for you or for you to have fun? And I was like, well, I don't know. And they both kind of waited like, okay, well you do know because there's something that's going to make it better for you. Like, what are you dreading? so that we cannot do that so that you could have a good time and the thoughts that go through my head is like well maybe i just won't go so that you guys can have fun like normal like normal 21 year olds normal 22 year olds like that's just like what like that would be the easy thing is to not go put my anxiety like to rest by not going and let them have fun like normal 22 year olds do well i didn't say that because part of me still really wants to go And so I want to be with my friends. I want to, like, catch up with them because we're not together that often. We all live in different areas of the state. Some of us live out of the state. So it's just, it's really special when we all come together. And so I didn't want to miss out on that. And then the next thought that goes into my head is, okay, well, what if we don't drink? Like, no alcohol at all. And I didn't want to say that because I don't handle guilt very well at all. Um, It lingers and it festers in me and I just don't feel good about it. No one does when they feel guilty. No one feels good. Um, but I didn't want to feel guilty for weeks or any time we referenced to this trip because I told them I wasn't comfortable with them drinking around me. Um, I didn't want them to, I didn't want them to feel like I had to dictate how they, how we were all going to have fun in a weekend. Um, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to make a choice for somebody else because I never like it when someone makes a choice for me. um, So, and I would feel guilty for weeks. And so then I kind of, um, my resolution was, okay, well I'll let them drink. I won't say anything. I'll feel really, really sick the whole time we're there about, but I will only feel sick for that weekend. And then once we're back, I'll feel better and life goes on. But I didn't want to do that either because that was the whole reason why I was, I'm nervous about going on this trip this weekend. And so finally I just told her, I was like, look, I don't want to tell you what to do, but. Alcohol makes me nervous. I am worried, like, sick out of my mind that something is going to happen to us at that cabin. We are isolated. Isolation is also a huge, huge, huge factor for me because if I feel like I'm cut off, there's no cell service, we're just kind of out there, like, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm like, someone could walk in here, do whatever they're going to do to us, to the property, like, I don't care about the property really, but I care about me and I care about you. And these are all the things that really, really, really scare me. And then to have alcohol on top of that, where we kind of lose control, not like, you know, not getting shit-faced or not like completely like drinking your brains out. But like, if I'm the only one that's sober, if I'm the designated driver, if I am the person responsible for keeping everyone like sleeping on their sides or like making sure they make it to the bathroom or, you know, just all of these things. I'm not comfortable with that either because if something does happen, I feel like that responsibility is on me. I will have to take responsibility for something happening to my friends, to the people I love. And that's not okay with me. Um, That makes me really nervous because I don't trust my decision-making enough to look out for them. Um, And so as I was explaining all of this to my cousin, she like we were both crying. I like felt terrible because I had to tell her, I had to tell her because I don't want to be miserable either. I know that they don't want me to be miserable. So we had to find some kind of compromise. So what we came, like the idea we came to was, okay, look, um, Manda, why don't you go shopping with us? And we're going to buy alcohol. We won't buy a lot. We won't buy as much. We won't bring as much as we normally do. And if you feel like we're getting too much, you can tell us and we will put stuff back. We want to have a good time. We want you to have a good time. Having fun doesn't mean we have to drink our brains out and get so blackout drunk. We can't remember anything. That That's not all that fun is. Yeah, just because we're 22 doesn't mean that we have to drink until we can't remember the night, you know? And I was like, okay, like, I'm feeling a little better about this. Okay, cool. And so I'm going to go shopping with them and just kind of help control how much alcohol we bring so that I feel like I have a say in what is going to happen because we talked in earlier episodes about how control for survivors especially for me um, or in my case like it's just it's so important and so communicating with them what is going to make that trip better for me it, it it's a huge step and I'm getting a little bit more excited about it than previous years and I'm excited about the fact that I'm excited because that is a victory like I'm taking steps and yes they kind of had to take the first one for me but now that I've kind of got my footing I'm really excited to communicate with them like what's going to make it better for me so I can have just as much fun as they do I'm not used to having as much fun as everyone else because I'm always so hypervigilant, looking around because I worry that if I don't worry about it who will or I'm kind of superstitious in the way of if I don't worry about it something's going to happen if I do worry about it it won't happen. And that's, it's just, it's crazy. I can't talk myself out of it. It's just what I have to do. It's almost an OCD thing. I'm just like, like compelled. It's like a compulsion. I have to, I have to do it. Um, And then the other part of it is just my trauma telling me if you're not aware of what's going on, something's going to happen to you. Um, So the point of this podcast that I'm really excited to share with you guys um, is what I'm doing to prepare for that weekend in the meantime. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to get a lot of sleep because when I don't have enough sleep, I'm super vulnerable to a lot of the triggers that I have, a lot of the intrusive thoughts, but when I'm well-rested and when I have a lot of the energy that I need to get through my day, um I'm going to do a lot better and I can just mentally prepare. Um and part of getting enough sleep because I I've never been diagnosed with insomnia, but I definitely have a very very hard time sleeping. Um and when I do sleep, I wake up very, very often. Um, I can't really remember the last time I slept through the night consistently. Um, I just don't. But what I do to make sure that I can get that sleep um, or prepare for this weekend is I usually fall asleep to Netflix. Um, a lot of people say don't do that, but that is something that I have to do. Um, I don't watch it. What I do is I on my iPad I set um, set up either Friends or Young and Hungry or New Girl. I love those shows. They're funny. I've seen them all through multiple times. So I already know what's going to happen. I know which episodes are lighthearted and funny and, you know, won't impact my sleeping pattern. Um, so I put that on and then I set it down on my nightstand and I roll over facing the other way and I just listen to it very, very quietly until I fall asleep. And, but I'm not going to have Wi-Fi. I'm not going to have cell service at the beach. So what do I do? I turn on music that I have on my phone. And music doesn't really help me sleep. It turns my brain on. Um, and I think about all of the things that the music is talking about, triggering, what you know, the dynamics are, like this forte means something is like either exciting is happening or crazy is happening. So that's those are the events in my life that I think about. But I have to get used to trying to sleep with the music on while at least for a while I'm at the beach, because I'm not gonna have Netflix and I need to be able to cope when I'm there. And so I'm preparing myself by listening to music, taking away something that helps me sleep so that I can stay up late, listen to this music, fall asleep, and hopefully kind of in there find enough sleep to get me through the weekend, but also falling asleep without Netflix. That's going to be the really key thing for me. And I hope that that goes well. Um, And again, like talking to my friends about it, talking through my plan Um, With them is to talk through the worst case scenario of like what could happen just so that I feel comfortable that they know what I'm thinking about so that I'm not the only one considering what could happen just so that I feel better about it. That's just something I have to do. I'm sure that they won't be thrilled about it, but I know that they would do it for me. Um, without any hesitation. So I feel really good about that. And we're also going to talk about the best case scenarios. Like how much fun are we going to have? Like, or how much fun we will have. We're going to listen to music and just scream, sing all the way there. And it's going to be so much fun. And we're going to go to the beach and we're going to watch the sunset. We're going to have a really great time. Um, and again, them just asking, what can we do for you so that you will have a good time? Because you are one of us, you are in the group, you matter We want you to have fun with us like that. Just hearing that because I already know that that's what they think. That's how they care for me. But like just to hear that again, especially from like more than one of them is just super empowering to me. And it just like makes me feel so good because a lot of times I'm the youngest one in the group. So I just kind of think sometimes I'm insignificant Um, or that like they're the older ones. So they're just going to make all the calls um, because that's how the rest of my life is kind of run. And so they're just giving me more of a choice, more empowerment. Um, And speaking of choice, like I reminded myself and one of my friends reminded myself or reminded me that I also have a choice. I don't have to go on this trip, but I choose to because I love them. I want to be with them. I want to have fun. I want to be a part of those memories um, because I don't want to miss out on something that my trauma is trying to still take away from me. And so I really appreciated the fact that I have a choice, um, but I'm going to go. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna have a great time. I'm using that mantra, that self-talk, to really boost up the trip so that it doesn't seem as big and scary. I'm looking into the distance and talking about this thing as a really positive thing, so that I'm going to have a good time. Um, and yeah, and then another thing that a lot of that I've done a lot um, in therapy is working on grounding techniques. I've mentioned this before, and grounding techniques are meant to kind of bring you back to a sense of either like reality or a good feeling so you can not feel so terrible about, terrible about what's happening around you or things like that. And so lately, I've actually been working on a different technique. So I was in Hawaii for vacation a couple weeks ago, and it was the best trip I've ever taken, hands down. I went with my family and some of our family friends, and it was just an amazing trip. And one of the things I got to do was... Uh, complete a like eight year long dream of mine to go surfing and so I went surfing and I got up and I caught several waves and it felt so good to feel that rush of the wave under me to paddle out there to just be there in the sun with the salt water and everything like that it was just so amazing and I can't stop watching the videos which may sound a little vain but you know what it's okay I, that is, I made a dream of mine come true. And that is something that I'm so proud of. And so I've been using that feeling of paddling out there, of paddling to catch the wave and standing up and riding that wave. Like I use that feeling to bring me back to a happy place if I'm distressed or if I am not feeling good. And I've had to practice that um, quite a bit the last two weeks or so. And it actually works. I practiced it with my counselor, like a couple, like two days after we got back from Hawaii and I was telling her, I'm like, man, this was such a great feeling. She's like, okay, well, like, since it's so fresh, let's use that to really, you know, capture all of these feelings so that you can access that anytime. And so I have been, I've been reliving it and it has been oh, a saving grace, I swear. Oh my goodness, it's been just the best thing ever. Um, and the last thing I'm doing to prepare for this weekend is just to remember that I do trust the friends I'm going with. I trust them with my life. I trust them wholeheartedly. I know how much they care and love me. Um, And so I just have to remember that. I'm so used to having to fend for myself in uncomfortable situations. Um, Even though I want someone to protect me sometimes and other times, most times, I'm like, I'm independent and like, I'm the only one that can save me. Um, I'm just trying to remember that I trust them, that I love them, that they love me and that they make decisions when I'm involved to, like for me to be okay. They look out for me in ways that are just so astounding to me. I sometimes sit back and wonder how do these 22 year olds know how to care for me? Because I mean, this is just, yeah, like sexual assaults happen on the daily, hourly, minutely almost. And But like, how lucky am I to have these friends who just care so much that they move mountains for me every time we're together. And sometimes that makes me really excited. And a lot of times that also makes me sad because it's like, man, these friends have to do so much to move a mountain for me so that I can be okay. Like, I can't imagine how exhausting that is, how annoying that can get sometimes. But then I remember, you know what? I went through something really traumatic. It scared me so bad that I am still dealing with it five, six years later. So I'm going to let them move mountains for me because I would move mountains for them. And the best thing I can do is just to keep trying to learn that I trust them and that I can communicate with them how I'm feeling because that's what they want from me and that's what I would want from them. And that's something that I struggle really hard with um, because... To communicate with them how I'm feeling, it almost makes it feel like I'm making this weekend about me, which is really hard because I don't want that in any way. I don't want to get to the beach and think about like, oh, hey, remember all these talks we had to have so that I can be okay here? <laughs> or, yeah, you you remember those? Yeah, I do. That's all I'm thinking about right now. But I think that all of this like preparation and communication and getting enough sleep and working on my grounding techniques, it's all gonna come together and I think it's gonna be a really great trip and I'm just trying to look at it positively because it's a new year, it's a new chance to really bond with my friends and love on them the same way that they love on me and I'm so excited and I will have to let you know how it goes Um, and I hope that my report is super positive Um, but yeah, so just if you know like that something is coming up, and you may be triggered by it um, and you have friends involved or you know people involved and they know about what you've been through, reach out. Reach out and talk to them Um, because you don't have to go through it alone and I feel like a lot of times that's what we think we have to do. You don't want to drag anyone else into your mess. You don't want someone else to have to bear the burden that is your trauma because it was your trauma and if you know someone who may be triggered, ask them that most beautiful question. What can I do for you so that you will be okay? Like that, that question is just so amazing and it has so much power, so much strength in it. So just ask the question, step out on the ledge and just take that chance because chances are you are going to change that whole experience for that person By asking that question and giving them a chance to answer. Giving them a chance to take action for themselves so that they too can have fun. That they too can get through it and enjoy the time. Um, And if you don't have anyone for you asking that question, then I'm going to ask you right now. What can you do yourself to make this experience better for you? Can you reach out to someone who's going to be going with you? or going through it with you? Um, Can you prepare mentally, like work on a grounding technique, um, reinforcing um, a positive mantra, or how much you trust the people you are going with, um, making sure you're getting that sleep, talking about it, a lot of these things, because that is so crucial. Um, And yeah, so I'm going to wrap things up there. It went a little bit long today, but I hope that that really shows you, like, I am not in a perfect place. I say that life is good. I'm living my best life, but that comes with ups and downs too. No one is perfect. Everyone has gone through stuff and will go through stuff. There's no guarantee that once you've gone through a trauma, that's it for you. Like, you're good to go for the rest of your life. That is not a promise that anyone can make. And um, I know that for me, I have to pray about it a lot and just be like, God, like, can I please catch a break? And, you know, the... Kind of the vibe I get back is, Amanda, you're strong enough to take whatever comes at you, but I will always be here for you. And I will make sure that you have the resources in your life to get through what you need to get through. And I've been so blessed and um, you're blessed as well. Like there's always, you're you're not alone. We've got this. And yeah, so just let that soak in. And I hope that you have a fantastic week, a great summer, and that was kind of way far-fetched, but I will see you next week. We will talk next week. And yeah, so keep flourishing. We've got this. Talk to you later.